The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Hello and welcome to another episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood from climate strategy company Resilience Limited and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2 and across the Nelson Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today we're going back into the archives again and we're going to issue number 54, which was brought out on the 25th of January 2021. And here are some of the topics that we had in there. First of all, the general editorial theme was time to get our heads around the mega-scale climate thinking that's kicking off 2021. And here are some of the topics we dealt with. A test of governmental climate resolve. If not us, who? If not now, when? (laughs) And then another one, and that's dealing with basically the uh, recalling the, the mantra of the Government, the Labour government in its election, let's do this, was the one of their, their electoral phrases, and uh, we picked up on that. The next item was, uh, one day, maybe any day soon, the importance of climate storytelling. And we have a bit on the arts and climate and a reference to an article in Lan- The Lancet, the health journal, in regard to that. Uh, a, a great quote from Max Rashbrook, who's uh, well known to some New Zealanders. He's based in Victoria University of Wellington. A a bit of a thumbs up for Joe Biden, who was then just in power in the United States and uh, with reference to uh, some of the actions that he had taken. That was great. Greening our cities, quite an interesting bit there on the different things that are happening to make our cities better, more livable, more climate-friendly, but also with a world of caution. And then, of course, as always, we have a hot tip. So let's get into it. Here's the, uh, here's the little snippet that I gave and by way of an editorial. It's time to get our heads around the mega-scale climate thinking that's kicking off 2021. New Zealand's first emissions targets are imminent. Joe Biden puts the U.S. straight back into Paris. Do you remember that? Trump took the U.S. out of the Paris Agreement. Biden put it back in. And he also proposed climate trade tariffs at that stage. But New Zealand exporters wanted simple. Catherine Beard told Radio New Zealand, and I think she was from the the Trade Council, if I remember rightly. She told Radio New Zealand listeners, tariffs on countries which don't meet their climate goals would be too complex. I've got something else to say about that in a minute. However, my point is this is humanity's greatest ever challenge and we're way behind. We should applaud Biden lifting this bar. 
We should accept complex. We can't run scared of difficulties. If we're not doing climate action hard or not doing it tough, we're not doing enough. And so I disagree with Catherine Beard that tariffs, they might be complex, but to say something is too complex is really saying we're not up to addressing the climate challenge. And so uh, if it's not hard, we're really not doing it enough. So going into, I'll call it article number one, a test of government climate resolve, if not us, who? If not now, when? Let's, do you remember, let's do it, the, perhaps the government's greatest policy test will soon land on its plate, that is soon as in early 2021. While non-binding, the Climate Change Commission's first emission targets will be robustly set by a strong commission and any government working well with them, as in well with those targets, will likely make us all far better off long term. This is a wonderful chance for Team Ardern to live up to their climate emergency declaration, prove their doubters wrong, and display the resolve and savvy of true climate leaders just when the world most desperately needs them. With the rest of the globe largely crippled by COVID, we must answer the classic question, if not us, who? If not now, when? New Zealand isn't all alone. The UK's Climate Commission is far longer established, but Britain must implement new Brexit rules with, according to the publication Carbon Brief, extensive references to climate. Climate action and trade are inextricably linked Please take note, Catherine Beard, who was the person that said that climate tariffs would be too complex. We'll give a link to the Carbon Brief article. Next item, one day, maybe any day soon, the importance of climate storytelling. And there's an extract there from the Lancet's publication, Planetary Health, and it explores the critical and practical roles the creative arts can play in tackling climate from raising awareness to broadening, and I quote here, the range of voices road mapping a way forward, and then to grappling with dizzying possibilities of the human's impact on the planet. This seems to align with Prof Nick Agar's imagination insurance, which we actually discussed in Climate Matter 37. Or if you want a fairy tale twist on climate housing, Try Three Little Pigs as a link there, and it'll be to an article, a short article that I wrote for Stuff. So um, maybe some of you would like to pick up on that. It's, it's short, easy listening, and a bit whimsical. Anyway, moving on, here's the quote from Max Rashbrook that I mentioned. Max is very strong in the areas of social justice and the human implications of things like the climate emergency. And it fits in well with the, the bit we've just been talking about, about the role of the arts. And he talks about us needing, and I say, quote, ideas that can act like emergency lighting and guide us to a better place. I'm completely with you, Max. I think that's a very important function. And we all need that sort of help when we're facing the sort of uncertainties that the climate crisis is presenting us with. Now, I talked about Joe Biden earlier, and here's a bit more on him. Biden on the US and COVID could have been Biden on the world and climate. If you watch Joe Biden's inauguration, you will have heard him describe a weak response 
poor recognition of COVID science, the need for resolute joint action, treating an emergency like an emergency, hitting it hard, behaving like being on a war footing, and being driven by a finite target to pull down the pandemic. So he was, of course, talking against the the measures that um, Donald Trump had or had failed to put in place. But from my point of view, I said we see a parallel picture of what's needed to avert the far bigger climate catastrophe. Heed climate science, all do our part. Act early and hard. Have we heard that before? Treat it like an emergency. Here's another quote, and it's rather telling. Bear in mind, this was two years ago after the first lockdown. And this is from Dave McCoy, editor of the New Zealand Trucking Magazine. And he was talking on supply chains, among other things. If 2020 was like a siege, 2021 is going to be more like a game of high stakes poker. And he was talking about the challenges for supply chains and the need to look after the Earth's biosphere and our health and the economy. And if you think of the shenanigans that the supply chains have been going through lately, um, the grocery supply chains, uh, eggs in short supply, that's not a trucking problem. That's um, um, poultry farmers being terribly slow to respond to legislation they've known was coming into effect for a decade. Um, but also things like the building industry crisis, then there's all sorts of things going on there, aren't there, that echo now what Dave McCoy was talking about two years ago. Greening our cities. It's important, but we must see both the wood and the trees, was how I added that item up. Urban trees enrich our cities, cool our towns and tempers, and sequester carbon but it's hard to get it all right. And I have a string of photos from left to right. The, the first photo was the roof garden palms in Singapore, a dwarf by the 50-story building that they sit on top of. A good friend of mine in Singapore said, we don't get typhoons, i.e. the few palm trees on the roof of this building will be okay in the wind. Then another picture in Berlin where neighbours were cooperating in an, on the face of an apartment building to train creepers up the building. They strung wires up the face of the building and if you imagine apartments one above the other and the creepers were, were climbing up and around the different windows of the apartments. Then there's a thermal image there so it's not a normal photo but it's in blue and red and an image and so on. And it's by the biomechanics professor Roland Enos from Hull University in Britain, an infrared photo that shows how much cooling trees can create. And his photo illustrates that trees can result in cooling up to about 10 degrees Celsius. And um, Climate Matters 15 had a bit more on Roland Enos. Then there's a, a picture there in Potsdam in Germany of um, a beautiful scale between three-story apartment buildings and uh, and trees on a streetscape, a lovely little evidence there. And then finally on the Qi City apartments in China, which have got trees all the way up. And these, I, I'm guessing now, they look like they're about 30 stories high, maybe, with trees all the way up the balconies. But the report from World Architects, we'll give a link there, is that 
there's, there are problems with the trees. First of all, they use copious amounts of water to keep them green because, of course, they're not um, rooted in the normal soil. But additionally, they get a lot of mosquito breeding. So they've got like a, a vertical stack of mosquito breeding. Now, before we get on to the hot tip, I'm just going to divert because I see that in, in Climate Matters 54, we had a climate word of the moment and the word was hyperobject. Hyperobject, and what does that mean? It means something of such inconceivable magnitude that it induces disbelief. And I guess the climate crisis is in that category because it's very hard for us to imagine really how big it's going to be, how much it's going to unfold, what it's going to impact on us. Now let's dial into the hotter tip for a cooler planet. And uh, this is actually resonates with right now. Front up and tell your MP you expect them to fully heed the Climate Change Commission's recommendations. And why is it particularly pertinent now? Well, to, to, their, to my huge disappointment and that of the people I know, the government have once again soft-pedaled on emissions, in this case on their targets with agriculture. They have failed to heed the Climate Changes Change Commission's advice on setting those, and so they have compromised further what was already a compromised target. So I'm sorry, but shame on you, government. Your credibility on climate is just about drained out the bottom, and the tragedy is in an election year that the alternative is actually going to be even worse with the climate. So we have to really get our heads around how we get a government in place that is going to do something more worthwhile in terms of dealing with this very, very important issue. That's a bit of a downer note on which to finish, but I've still got to finish. And so this is Lindsay Wood signing off, thanking you for your company and wishing you kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.